Well, I've been dead all day. Could you tell? Could you tell? This is where I leave here and I save myself. If there's a God in hell, let us pray, let us pray to be cleansed of everything that we've said. Will I fall asleep? Can this fade away? Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of the Spinning Thoughts Podcast. This is Angelo coming at ya. I am joined once again with my best dude. I got Mr. Brandon Robertson alongside me. B, what up? Yo, what's going on, man? I am sipping on some whiskey. I got Wild Turkey 101. Uh, We're not sponsored by them. We should be. Talk slut. We're we're not. Um, So I'm feeling pretty good here. Uh, but not because of the whiskey, though, B. I'm feeling pretty good because of the guest that we have on the podcast today. I am super excited. I know everybody else who's been paying attention on the socials. We're on Twitter at Spin Thoughts Pod. Everybody's pretty elated. So help me in welcoming Anthony from Bayside. Anthony, what up, dude? Yo, Anthony. Hey, guys. How's it going? Thanks for having me. Thank you for being here. We're doing great. Where are you at right now, man? Is the weather affecting you the way that it, the way it is everybody else here in the Northeast? Um, it is not at the moment. I was in New York for the week last week, uh, and it's I move around a lot. Two, three weeks ago, I was in LA for the week, nice. and then I was in Nashville for the week, and then I was in LA for the week, and now I'm in Nashville for the week again. Damn, and dude, you're not week, even on tour go, yet, and you're moving around. I know, I know. And next week I go to Japan, so what? I'm covering a lot of ground that I haven't even, uh, I haven't even uh, left for tour yet. What you got going on in Japan? I am filling in for a friend's band at a at a, uh, a festival. No way. Yep. All right. Yeah, that's killer. What's yeah, the band? Can you say? Ah, uh, when does this air? This will air uh, right now. When everyone's listening to it, it's March the sixteenth. That's tomorrow so gonna, for us. It airs tomorrow. Yeah, uh, I probably can't say. That's okay. I can't say it'll be out of the <laughs> it'll be out of the bag within the next couple of days. But I can't be the one to I can't be the one to uh, to say it first. That's okay. We'll we'll let but it, it happen organically. I can say that it is a band. It is the first punk band that I ever listened to in my life so that's pretty exciting that is pretty interesting sweet. i'd yeah. like to take a guess but i don't want to put you in a position where we hear you like <laughs> giggle or something and be like oh my god you can do the math you can do the math on who might have been who might have been my favorite punk fan when i was 12 years old and mm. is going to be in japan next week there's a there are, there are only a couple okay all right well we're, we're gonna see my guess would my guess and, and you don't have to say but my guess is gonna be no effects i don't know if that's a good guess or a bad guess, but uh, that's just where I'm at. Brandon, do you got a yeah, guess? It's a, it's a guess. I'll say that about it. It's a guess. <laughs> no, I, I really don't have a guess, man. I, I, I'd have to take a minute to do the calculations. 12 years old. I mean, fuck. We'll, 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 you know what? We'll pay attention to uh, the socials and we'll see if I was right. Um, so, uh, we'll, <laughs> yeah, we'll go I mean, that. like I said, it'll be out of the bag within the next couple of days, too, but I can't be the one to. Uh, to, to say it understandable uh anthony thanks for being here with us we want to dive into things here with you we got a lot to cover here so uh we're gonna start off by talking about 
Uh, this this latest studio album that Bayside released, it is Vacancy. It dropped in August of 2016. It's the seventh studio album for the band. So congrats on that accomplishment. Um, Thank you. You're welcome. At this stage, though, in Bayside's career, after releasing a ton of great music, how does the band decide it's time to release new material? Is there a certain kind of method to the madness or is I mean, it really situational? It's situational. It's kind of, I mean, it's a combination of two things. A, when we're ready. I mean, that's right. <laughs> first and foremost, you yeah. know, that, yeah, first and foremost, when we feel like inspired to write a record, I, I'm always kind of writing, always. Like uh, sometimes I'm writing for Bayside, sometimes I'm writing solo records, sometimes I'm writing for other people, sometimes I'm writing songs that I don't think people will probably ever hear. Yeah. Like, but, but I just do it because that's what I do, you know? Um, so, when I'm writing and I kind of hit a wave and I'm like, oh, okay, cool. This is like, I'm writing the next Bayside record. I got like four songs and I know where it's going to go. I have a direction. I have a concept for the record. That's when it'll be like, all right, cool. Let's do it. You know? So there's that for sure. But then there's also sort of the, like keeping our finger on the pulse of the fan base when it yeah. feels like the last record is, is, uh, has run its course. The excitement of the last record has run its course. That's, that's, you know, that's kind of when we start, when we start talking about it, but first and foremost, it's, it's when we feel ready. If we're just completely uninspired, um, you know, we, we there have been times we put it out a record 12 or 18 months after the record before. Right. Uh, and then sometimes we take three years in between records. So it's really, <laughs> you know, if we don't feel, if we don't feel inspired to write, then we won't if we if if we catch a wave and there's just like really cool stuff coming out and it's like it's kind of doing doing its thing all on its own then we'll say all right cool we got a record Let's this might it. be a good transition for brandon uh with his next question here for you in regards to the process of writing new material brandon yeah. once you figure out you want to write is there any sort of pressure that's put on you uh, you know having a, a successful band and successful records in the past oh yeah 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 for sure for sure. Um, I, I, you know, it's, it's really funny. I, I did an interview like right before this and the, the, the girl who did it sort of like, like kind of called me out to be fair. She <laughs> asked me what the worst part about being in a band was, what the worst part about performing was. She was asking me about all the worst parts of everything. That yeah. I <laughs> so I was answering the questions and then she kind of called me out and was like, Oh, the life of a celebrity. Sounds so hard. I was like, you can't like me. You can't like. She, she led to, you there. It, yeah, she prodded yeah, you yeah, to, to get those me. answers and exactly. then made she fun made of you at the end. Into all the things I don't like about my life, and I was like, oh, why do you hate your life? So we're not um, going to go that. No, I just want to know. So with that said, so it's funny because I always try to keep everything in perspective, and it, and I just had I was at I was at a uh, Haley from Paramore's house just like three oh, hours yeah. ago. All right. And we were talking about her record, her the her, the new Paramore record, and like that is stress that I like couldn't imagine. You know, the like I have to maintain a certain level of success, I guess, so that I can maintain my lifestyle and keep my job, and I don't have to go like dig ditches for a living. <laughs> and like that is so like there's or do a there's podcast. A I feel so much stress. <laughs> you know, I feel so much stress that I have this fan base. And they expect something from me. They expect not only for it to be good, but for it to kind of sound a certain way. And we got to sound like Bayside, but it also has to be new because then they'll get bored. And 
Yes, the I get stressed out so much. But is, is there I, a way that... I talk to, and then I talk to people like her, and it's like, well, the last record debuted number one, and it went like platinum, <laughs> and, and we had like we won a Grammy. So like, what does that mean if we don't win a Grammy this time? That like the record's a failure. Yeah, you know, like that. That's like stress. So like I, you know, perspective. Perspective. <laughs> perspective. Is, is, a motherfucker. is there a way for you then to alleviate some of that? Because I'm sure you know before Bayside became the Bayside that everyone knows and loves, you write songs because you love it and there's no pressure and those songs are, are coming straight out of your heart and, and things like that. How do you get rid of some of that pressure and, and get back into what you do as a writer? You don't. You don't get rid of it. <laughs> no, yeah. You're, I mean, you really don't. Comes like with writing, the territory. Yeah, you don't want to come near me like when, when it's crunch <laughs> time to write a record, like when we kind of, finally say like okay we're doing a record and this is when we're going in the studio so like now it's like all right shit i have to have a record done i'm glad we're talking to, to you right now then th while you're not like currently writing so we can get the good side of anthony you know totally i disappear <laughs> when i like when i'm writing i disappear my friends don't see me um i'm not on social media i certainly i'm not doing press like i just come i i completely disappear i yeah. lock myself away I question everything. I think about what I'm going to do for a living when nobody likes what I'm working on. And every, <laughs> like, it's the worst. It is like, and that crunch time usually lasts about four to six, four months or so yeah. leading up to like actually going into the studio. So that, yeah, those four months every other year or however so often is like, that's, that's the worst time of my life. So you've been pretty open and vocal about the creation of vacancy throughout many interviews that I've read and listened to. I do my research. Now, the album really touches on some personal adversity you were experiencing at the time. What I wanted to know is, did you write the album as a release to these circumstances or did these circumstances occur while you were writing the album? Kind of like what what came first? Well, it sort of goes back to what I said when you asked like what like when it's time to write a record and I, and it was kind of like, well, when, when I have a record, you know, when I feel like writing a record. So vacancy was definitely that moment. Like I started writing it. I had not written anything that wound up on the record. Um, the first song I wrote on the record was pretty vacant and I was still sharing a house with my ex-wife. Yep. Um, sleeping in separate rooms, like working out a divorce, working out where I was going to live and dividing the assets and the whole thing like the whole the beginning of the divorce still still living in the same house and everything and i wrote pretty vacant um and then i wrote um rumspringer and she actually like burst into my office while i was writing it because she overheard it and oh. she'd like <laughs> she told me i was self-righteous oh. she like overheard what i was writing um how interesting so, though so like I wrote those while I was like very much in the heat of the moment. And then I moved out of the house and I rented an apartment for a few months while I was like sorting myself out. And I just locked myself in that apartment for like a few months. And I, and the record just happened. Like it was like impossible to, it like had a, I don't, not to sound like corny, but it like, it had a mind of its own. I sat down and I wrote and I wrote and I wrote and like, just like kind of blasted it out. Yeah. So, as I had mentioned, you did a lot of interviews around the time when Vacancy was released. In one interview that I was reading, you referenced how this album was different in many ways. One being that in the past, you would write from hindsight. With Vacancy, you were writing more in the moment. So, um, since you're familiar with 
the hindsight reflection of things. Where are you at now with this album over a year, over half a year later? You know, it's, it's so, so vacancy, a lot of people, this is a fan pointed this out to me and this was not my intention. I would love to take credit for it and seem like a, a creative genius, but <laughs> I, like a, a fan pointed out to me that vacancy is like the five stages of grief. Like there, there's anger and there's denial. I can't think of them all off the top of my head, but there's anger and there's denial. And then bargaining, like, you know, there, there's bargaining, yeah. there's bargaining. And then finally there's, finally there's acceptance, you know, and, um, that vacancy has all of that, you yeah. know, there's the anger, you know, there's certainly the anger in like songs like Rumspringa and enemy lines, which would have been like some of the first ones I wrote. There's uh there's bargaining in, um, uh, uh in the ghosts, you know, where, uh, you know, I'll change, I'll be whoever you want me to be. And then there's, there's acceptance, you know, there's acceptance in, in, uh, it's not as depressing as it sounds and songs like that. So, and it's, and I, what's really interesting about the record, looking back on it now and having somebody else point that out to me was like, I wrote that while I was, I guess, I guess I was living through those stages, yeah. you know, I wrote that like, as I was like, those five stages came completely naturally you know what i mean like i didn't try to write it as a concept um so you know with that and with with that comes you know it, it ends with acceptance and that's that's where i am and now years on from you know it's now two two years on from the situation you know the acceptance is has become much more comfortable you know and you know i do definitely i have a really good relationship with my ex-wife she's the mother of my daughter we co-parent right. very well we have a great relationship and you know i do there's a little bit in me that that um you know i kind of i hope i didn't embarrass her with any of it you know or anything i've said about her on the record or in press or anything you know i, I never just outright attacked her but i hope i didn't well look if you, if you want to write an album about me anthony i'd be okay with it um yeah i mean i, I think that she understands <laughs> that like at the time i had to yeah you know I, like i even you're an artist in enemy lines there are points in enemy lines where i'm apologizing for writing this record to her and right. saying like I, I had to do this and i think i you know i hope that she understands that i, I don't really know um but I guess, you know, to answer your question in the longest way possible, <laughs> uh, I, in hindsight, um, I, I knew I had to get it out. You know, I wish I was never angry. I wish I was never upset about it. I wish I could have skipped all the way to acceptance, you know, but that's that's where I am now. And Bayside is a band that keeps busy. You've been you've always been doing something. And we're going to talk soon about this amazing tour that you'll be starting in April. But before we get there, um, if you can, and it might be too early, uh, so I'm sorry if I'm jumping the gun. Uh, it's only been about eight months since vacancy. But what kind of insight can you provide us on the next steps the band might be taking regarding an eighth album? Um, we're not quite there yet. Um I, I have been doing a bunch of writing, nothing yet that's like saying, okay, this is like, I, like I said, pretty vacant was the first song that I wrote for vacancy. And like, that was the, I knew, I knew at that point that it was going to be like, I was going to build a record around that song. That was going to be yep. a single and it was going to really describe in the best way what this record is, was about. And, um, 
I haven't found, I, I haven't found that yet. You know, I have to find, I, I always like to um, conceptualize a record, you know, so like musically and, and lyrically. So I, I haven't landed yet on what I'm going to write the record about what stylistically is going to inspire me. Am I going to, is it going to be one of our record? I mean, like walking wounded and vacancy are some of our records that are like heavily inspired by like show tunes. That's like a big, that's sort of an, an angle within our music. Yeah. Um, is like kind of the whimsical and dramatic kind of show tuny vibe. And cult was just a punk record, you yeah. know? Oh, yeah. And I just wanted to write fast, loud songs. And that's, that's what I did. So musically, I don't really know what I want to do on the next one yet. Lyrically, I, I definitely don't know what I want to write about yet. So when I figure that out, then then we'll start talking about a record. Real quick, but um, we got a bunch of we got some more touring like coming up over the next like twelve months. We got a bunch of cool stuff coming up. We so I mean, like you said, in April we start the co-headline tour with Say Anything, which is going to be really amazing. It's going to be badass, and we're no going to talk about it in depth here in a few minutes. And and I don't have this question written down. This is just kind of um. Uh, something that I'm curious about here, um, but w- when it comes down to it, do you do you see yourself ever wanting to do anything different than what you're doing right now? You're you're at a great point in your career. Bayside is a household name. Do, is the pressure ever too much for you? Um, only when I'm writing a new record. You know, I never really feel. I, you know, not for nothing. I think that we're like a really awesome band. Yeah. So like I never have like gone on a tour or walked on stage, no matter how big or small the crowd or who we might be playing with or whatever. I never felt like inadequate, you know, and, and, and this not- may be some ignorance on my end, but so I get press releases, um, you know, before interviews. So I got a press release, you know, from, from your people for this interview and the first line in the press release said that vacancy is not a breakup album why why is that the first line in a press release what what kind of vibe could this give off that that it could have been one um because i think that i think it was clear that it, it was about like you know it all takes place throughout a breakup you know i think that's clear within the record right absolutely and certainly in the press you know everybody sort of i've told the story enough times that people know what the record's about <laughs> yeah but I think um, I wanted it to be about the aftermath. It doesn't, I, I didn't want to talk about what led to the breakup. I didn't want to talk about the breakup itself. You know, I didn't want to talk about the relationship. I wanted to write it from the perspective of a person who started writing a record the day after his marriage. And that's because that's exactly what it was. So it was, it's, it's an epilogue. You know, it's not, it's not like, it's not your standard breakup. You did this, I did this, and this is how I feel. And this is how you feel. And, you know, it's not about that. It's, it's the epilogue of, of the relationship. Well, it's clearly personal to you. So do you have a, I, I know that it, it's dealing with a uh, sometimes touchy subject, but is there a, a song that you would say is your favorite, whether it be a song you're most proud of or, or, uh, that you prefer to play live, or or is there a song that you just love off the album? It changes all the time. Um, I do love Pretty Vacant because I, because I think of where I was when I wrote it and how I wrote it and how it just sort of came out of me. There are songs that I labor over and I'm writing them and reworking and reworking and reworking, and they're kind of like my masterpieces. And like that's like Dead All Day. I spent like a year writing Dead All Day yeah. and. 
um uh some other stuff on the record as well like definitely took a long time and i mean it, that's part of my process usually songs take a long time it, yeah. i wrote when i when we wrote the the song the rocking Walk, walking wounded i i was writing that song for i started writing that song when we made the record before and it wasn't finished to go on to the self-titled record so gotcha. i wound up on the walking wounded record so like um but pretty vacant like i wrote it pretty much in one sitting just because it was like so real yeah. you know it was did not like even have to think about it um so that song is definitely like it's pretty special to me but then you know on the other side of the coin dead all day and um not fair those were sort of like musical triumphs for me i think you know they were definitely i tried to go outside the box and try some weird stuff and i think that it, it uh it panned out we're about to transition into talking about this really amazing tour coming up uh the co-headlining tour with say anything uh but before we do that i just want to kind of know brandon and i like to understand from the artists that we're talking to where they stand on this kind of topic. So if it's what I'm thinking of. We stand in different places. You and I do. It, yes. So, yeah. so uh, Anthony, what facet of being in Bayside do you love the most? Is it the writing, recording and creative process? That's all lumped into one or letting loose and rocking out on stage. Where do you feel you're at your, not your best. Cause I think you're at your best in both, but where do you, where do you like to be the most? Uh, I think, think i prefer you know at this stage in my career as speaking as like a guy who's been touring for 17 years um <laughs> with with a kid at home and like you know homes that i love to be in and you know with with a life like a real life yeah i i i think i prefer to create at this stage in my yeah. career there's definitely a time where all i wanted to do was like get in a van and go you know and i wanted to see new places and i wanted to meet new people and i wanted to be on stage as a like you know i never wanted to be home because i didn't really have much of a home to right. speak of you know when i i didn't move out of my parent my mother's apartment until i was until the walking the weeks the walking wounded came out oh. so we were touring for years and like i was just going back home to my bedroom and my mother's the road apartment. was your home really at that point yeah i just you know i didn't have much of a home yet we didn't we weren't making any money yet and you know we couldn't afford like to have lives yet um but you know at this stage like i like to be home i like to hang out with my daughter um i love you know the 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 creative process has changed for me in the sense that i used to just kind of write whenever um like usually at, like overnight like i was always like kind of a night owl and now with my daughter she goes to school in the morning i wake up early i take i drop her off at school I, and then I write all day and then I go pick her up. And then once I pick her up, I don't, I don't work anymore. You know, I pick her up from right. school and then it's me and her until she goes to bed. I was looking on, um, I think it was your Twitter and you were talking about how your daughter is like starting to pick up on what you do for a living. Right. Um, and and yes, she was like singing she, or humming, I guess a song of yours, Bayside, something like that. Uh, what, I mean, that's gotta be probably one of the most amazing feelings. How that, fucking nuts is that? I know it's crazy. To, to have your yeah, daughter she, uh, we had a we had a play date uh recently it was uh her and a friend from school and and me and the friend's uh dad and the dad said something about having to go to work the next day or something and <laughs> and georgia my daughter says oh you have to you have to go to stage <laughs> <laughs> so like 
you know she's awesome. she, she's just starting to like understand now that like no that's not what everybody does but, <laughs> you know like everybody like yeah like her life is just it's very weird her mom is a, is a tattooer who yeah. is definitely like kind of a you know known known around the world right um oh you know has a very successful business is very very talented mm-hmm. um she's got a she's got a real weird life and i don't think she quite knows yet but like she's definitely she's like slowly figuring it out i dig it i think it's awesome uh anthony what we want to do right now it's a good uh segue here uh we always like to play a track on the podcast from the artist that we're talking to so before we move on and talk about this tour coming up with say anything and some other special guests what we're going to do is play mary off of the most recent album vacancy for all the listeners you cool with that Yeah, cool. Awesome. Brandon, you down? Let's rock. All right, everybody. So this is Mary off of Vacancy. It dropped in August of 2016 from Bayside. Enjoy.
So we just finished listening to Mary off of the latest album, Vacancy from Bayside. Now, Anthony, before we move on, I always like to ask after we listen to the song on the pod, is there anything about this particular song that you would like to elaborate on? Um, Mary was a weird one. I, like, you know, it's probably pretty obvious that it stands out. It sticks out a lot on the record, you know, musically and lyrically. It doesn't, it's the only song lyrically that doesn't really fit the story. Um, and stylistically, it's definitely a departure for Bayside. And the reason for that is, like I said, I, I I'm always writing, you know, whether I'm yeah. writing for a Bayside record or a solo record, or sometimes I'm just writing, maybe nobody will ever hear it. Um, and Mary was, that was one of those songs. It was something I wrote and I was laying around in my, on my hard drive. And I was going through all the ideas with the band or stuff that I had been working on to see what everybody, you know, what stuck out to everybody. When the rest of the band heard that one and they were like, Oh, that song's great. I was like, yeah, you, I, I, you know, I never thought it, I never considered it a Bayside song. <laughs> and everybody's like, Oh, we should do it. Let's, let's try it and see, see where it goes. And, you know, it definitely is, is a departure, and, and that's why, you know, it was the one song that really was never written to be a Bayside song, but, you know, everybody dug it, and it's a good song, so we're like, well, are, are you still doing solo stuff, Anthony? I, 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 I'm I going off of memory. I think the last um, solo work that re- was released through you was 2015? I, that sounds about right. Something oh, you're, like you're leaning yeah. on me to be right now. Um. Yeah, that sounds about right. Um, I mean, is that is that kind of the dynamic here? Is that like why maybe it wasn't you weren't sure if it was a Bayside or like a solo thing? Are you are you working on s- solo stuff right now? Um, not right now, just because I you I don't got know a lot going on. <laughs> not it's not even time because, like I said, I'm I'm always writing. I just, yeah. I don't the solo stuff is the same as Bayside. Like if, if I start writing songs I'm like, okay, cool. Like if I put all, all these ideas together, that's like a, that's a thing. So, um, yeah, I mean, the solo thing is a true side project for me. I've yeah. never been unavailable to Bayside because of solo stuff. I, any show or tour or recording session I've ever done what the solo project is like when Bayside is going to take a bunch of time off and I want to like, I don't want to keep working. Or even like, I think in the past, like when Bayside was on certain warp tours, you were doing like different like stages acoustically solo as well. So you were already there. Why not kind of kill two birds with one stone? Totally. Warp tour of all tours is like, like you're really just sitting around all day. You play for like play for a half hour and you have nothing else to do all day. And like, you know, 99% of the time you're in a field in the middle of nowhere. You can't even like go, you can't even like go somewhere. There's not even a goddamn McDonald's, you know, that's exactly, you can't even, you can't go to eat. You can't go see a movie. Like you're just in a field in the middle of nowhere, sitting in a lawn chair for like almost the entire day. Um, So definitely like an opportunity to like pick up a second set and play two half hour sets. Yeah. Um, that's, yeah, that's, that's a gift. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, let's transition now, Anthony, into this tour. So the band is setting out on what I'm calling a badass tour. Oh, it's fucking awesome. If you want to change it to be called the badass tour with Bayside and say anything, go for it. Um, so (laughs) it's a badass tour with say anything and you've got special guests, Reggie and the full effect. They're going to be on the first half of the tour and then hot rod circuit for the second half. So obviously you've already kind of touched on it but you're you're a touring veteran at been this touring point for what 
20 years so far? Yeah. How, how long have you been touring? 17 years. There we go. Almost, Almost two, decades. two decades. So decades. Yeah, it's insane. When do you in the band really start preparing for an endeavor like this? Whether that means practicing for like your set or just even getting into the mind frame. When do you see yourselves really getting serious about it? Well, this tour in particular was, it first came up. I remember where I was. I was in my kitchen in my the apartment i was i rented for a little while after my divorce where i wrote while i was still writing vacancy so it would have been about a year and a half ago at least and we have the same agent as say anything and and um i was on the phone with him and he said hey max called and uh wanted to know if like a bayside say anything co-headline tour made sense I was like, yeah, that <laughs> makes like, a shit ton of sense. <laughs> yeah. I was like, for sure. That's a great idea. So um, then, you know, we had the, we were still, we were still, I was still writing the record and then we had to go in the studio. And then after the studio, I, we were going to go, when the record came out, we knew we wanted to go do a headline tour where we had like a real long set that we'd be able to get all the old songs and promote right. the new record. Um, so we were going to go do that. They were doing, uh, they were going into the uh tour where they did is a real boy. Um, so we had like our schedules didn't really open up until like this time period. Um, <clears throat> but it's definitely, yeah, I mean, it's been in the works for that long like a year and a half, yeah. something like that, maybe more. So, after so many tours, Anthony, I have to believe that certain rituals begin to evolve, whether it's intentional or not. Do you have any personal traditions or rituals you have to follow before getting on stage? Or if not you specifically, does the band as a whole have any? Um, hmm, let me think about that. Um, I mean, I, I, I have to, I warm up, I warm up a couple of times. I have a warm up that I do in the morning and then I have a warm up I do right before I go on stage for my voice. Um, so there's that, uh, which isn't very interesting and I'm sure isn't the answer you're looking for. <laughs> so I'm going to try to think, of, <laughs> I'm going to try to think of something more interesting than that. Um, I mean, I'm, you know, it's really uh, the way Bayside is we're, we're like a calm before the storm kind of band. If you came into our dressing room before we went on, everybody is kind of quiet and, and relaxed and, and getting loose, you know, and then when we get on and when we get on stage, we sort of just turned it on. Um, so we don't kind of, we don't do anything to get amped up. Yeah. None of us do drugs, not big drinkers. You know, some guys will, uh, Jack and Nick will usually have like a drink before we go on or yeah. something, but, um, we're really, we're really not drinkers. When we go on tour, it's, it's just, it's about, it's about shows, you know, it's about playing music. The whole day revolves around playing music that night. Um, the only the only ritual the only like traditions I guess like there there's pretty much at this point I'd say nine out of ten cities we play in I already know and I'm gonna eat before we get there. <laughs> Is it because of like what's known in that city? Uh, or either what's known or like for instance we're we're playing Philly in like the middle of May. It's yep. like at the end of the tour. The tour doesn't even start for a month. Right. And then Philly's a month into, into the tour. Um, and I already know that like, I've actually already had this conversation with our guitar tech last week about how we should have the uh, uh, roast pork sandwich for lunch. Ooh. 
and then get a cheesesteak after the show because it'll be open late. All right, so real quick then, uh, Anthony. Uh, I, I argue with my wife about this all the time. I like real cheese. She likes cheese whiz. What do you get on your cheesesteak? Cheese whiz, definitely. Cheese whiz? Oh, get oh. out of here. Yeah, no way. Oh. Very interesting. Yeah, got to be cheese whiz. <laughs> Now, a um, lot of people say that. That's crazy to me. I, I didn't even really know that that was like a Philly tradition. It is. It may, I know it, it is. It may be more than the, the real thing. It I is, but I never knew that until a couple years ago. I, I lived in Ohio, grew up. Now I live in PA. And, you know, I just recently learned that true Philly cheesesteaks have cheese whiz on them. And I, I don't know. For some reason, I think that's gross. It's like fake cheese. I don't know. Something about it. Yeah, I like it because I think it adds like some extra moisture to the sandwich. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I could see that. I could see that being the case. Um, it's like eating. Like you wouldn't eat. I mean, unless you're like some kind of a savage, you wouldn't eat yeah. a sandwich with no condiments on it. You know, well, so like what kind of savage would do something it, like that? It, yeah, so it, it definitely. You know, it's sort of like what mayonnaise is to like a ham sandwich or something. Yeah. Now we're talking about food, and I don't want to spend a ton more time talking about food here. But um, I, I was looking at the tour here. Uh, I think it starts April 17. If I, I'm going off of memory, April 17 is what I'm thinking here. Um, I did not see a Pittsburgh date, which is okay. You're hitting up Cleveland. You're hitting up Philly. So you're kind of, you know, going to the, the east and west of Pittsburgh. Real quick, where are you playing in Cleveland? That's where I grew up. House of Blues. Oh, fuck yeah. On East 4th. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. Um, I'm assuming you've been to Pittsburgh at some point in your career here. Have you ever had a Permani sandwich? Uh, many many times i actually love pittsburgh i have a whole i have a lot of very close friends from pittsburgh two of them um, are named angelo and brandon we know yeah it's nice <laughs> <laughs> uh, i i do i absolutely love pittsburgh and i've always said it's one of my favorite cities in the country because it reminds me of queens new york where i'm from yeah and brandon um, loves i do love new york yep. yeah I, I love I absolutely love love Pittsburgh. I love the O and I love Fremantes yeah. and I love uh, I love everything about it. Um, awesome. And we will be in Pittsburgh this year. Awesome. That's Killer. good. That's yeah, good. That's news. Awesome. I was going to ask that at some point. So thanks for clearing that up early. And we'll be there. Yeah, we will. There's no doubt. We about will it. be in. We will be in Pittsburgh. Yeah, I do. It, it's one of my uh, it's, it's definitely one of my favorite cities. So to to kind of. um finish up the talk of this tour um you you kind of already touched on it um uh, from what i understand I, it feels like at least from my perspective being removed from you know bayside and everything um it, it seems like you and bayside and say anything have a lot in common um you seem to be a fan of the band which i am also um you give them a lot of well-deserved accolades that i've read what's the energy like for you Heading into a tour, really, what I'm asking, I guess, is like more of like being a fan of music, less of being Anthony from Bayside. What's like the energy for you heading into this tour with Say Anything? Um, I, I mean, I'm just it, it's it's always a a nice treat when you could watch the other bands you're on tour with every night. When you're a fan, I mean, I've gone to see Say Anything without playing the show many yeah. times. <laughs> you know, awesome. I've gone like just to watch them many times. So. Um, yeah, like I mean, I'm a I'm a huge fan. I remember the first time I heard them. I remember how I felt. Yeah, um, very interesting. I, I remember distinctly. I was on the balcony of the Bowery Ballroom. They were opening for Straylight Run, Ooh, and yeah. they nice. uh, so you know real early in their career, and they played Belt, and I remember feeling stoked, but also like really intimidated. 
like as a writer, <laughs> as like, because musicians yeah. are like, yeah, musicians are competitive. You yeah, know? Oh, oh, yeah. It's, like a, it's a healthy competition. And they were this new band at the time. Um, you know, we had just put out Walking Wounded. We were like doing well, and you know, things were going good for us. And I heard this new band and they played that song and I was so intimidated. I was like, oh my God. And you said Say Anything like... was opening up for Straylight Run? Yes. Love Straylight. That, that, great, great opening act. Great uh, headliner there. Yeah, it was a cool show. That was a good show. No doubt. Um, before we leave the topic of the touring, uh, we're, we're going to ask a, a cliche question. We've got to. We're a podcast. It's part of our DNA. Um, what's your favorite and least favorite thing about touring? What is my favorite thing about touring? His favorite and, thing. And least. Driving for 16 hours a day. He loves it. <laughs> Luckily, we don't really have to drive the, like these days. We I, we haven't had to do like those long drives in a long time. Oh, We've been fuck. on a bus Lucky now. dog, since, you. Yeah, since like 2007. Get we, with we, it, bro. It's been 10 years. Oh, Jesus Christ. We, I, we've had flight in, in the United States since what, 1903 or something? Yeah. The, well, you know what? I mean, we do fly pretty, pretty often. Um, I prefer the bus as long as like it's a it's physically possible to yeah. make it by bus and not have to fly. Um, you get more sleep on a bus because like yeah. this way we play the show and then we hang out in the city for a couple of hours and then I go to bed and then I sleep as long as I want and then I wake up and I'm at the next city. Yeah, like that's how bus touring works. Plane touring is like there's you a play lot of the moving. show, then you go to the hotel, then you got to check out of the hotel at a certain time. You got to get up, you got to check out, then you yeah. got to go to the airport, and then you got to deal with it. After that all that mess. shit, it basically takes as long as it would to drive to where you're going at this point. It does, but most importantly, like you have a schedule yeah. to, that you have to keep <laughs> on. Like if you have an early flight, like you got to get up early. Yeah. You got to go. Yeah. You're on a bus, like, you know, if you're in the band, not the crew guys, but if you're in the band. Yeah. You sleep as long as you want to sleep, really. I don't have to wake up until, you know, if I really wanted to on tour, I don't have to wake up until like 7 o'clock at night. Until three minutes so into like, the set, you don't have to wake up, you know? <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, it's, I, I definitely, I, you know, I, I, would, I think I prefer um, prefer bus, bus touring, actually. There we go. All right, so we've been teasing on social media and a little bit with you, Anthony, on these two brand new segments that we created just for you today we may repeat them with other artists but you are the catalyst here so uh we're okay gonna... i mean you keep talking about them so I'm, i hope I'll, you're ready I'll, i'm gonna let you know if they're any good okay <laughs> i hope you i would expect you to tell me the truth so um the first segment is called speed dating a lot of times interviews with bands can be lengthy kind of like the one we're doing right now uh <laughs> tiring and too thought-provoking we wanted to create a segment where you can answer some really silly common questions to let people get to know you even better than what they think they may already know you for. So, okay. rapid fire, Anthony. We're just going to ask you some questions we want an answer, okay? Okay. This is speed dating. Brandon, kick it off. Favorite food? Hot dogs. Easy enough. I know you said you're not much of a drinker, but favorite alcoholic beverage? Uh, wine. I drink wine. All what right. kind of wine? Uh, Lambrusco is my favorite wine. Ooh. I like, uh, yeah, probably right. Lambrusco. All right. All right. Cats or dogs? Cats. Boxers or briefs, Anthony? Boxer briefs. <laughs> All right. What's your favorite season? Summer. Favorite color? Black. Biggest pet peeve? 
biggest people asking stupid peeve. ass questions. <laughs> biggest pet peeve? Uh, biggest pet peeve? I don't know. In my old age, I'm starting to like shed pet peeves. That's good. I'm not. I'm not as easily bothered as I once was. Okay, good to know. A food you hate or would never try. I would try just about everything, but I I do not like uh, beets. Oh, me either. Dirt. Yeah, I don't blame you there. I, I'm like you. I'll try anything, but fuck beets, man. Um, it tastes like actual actual dirt. I think. <laughs> like not. It really does. It's gross. Yeah, um, not like yeah. Not I'm not compare. I'm not saying bad as if like like dirt. Like they actually. I think they taste like dirt. Yeah, tastes like soil. Gotcha. Yep. All right, Anthony. Bad habit of yours. Bad habit. Biting my fingernails. Me too. Uh, biggest fear. Heights. What did you want to be when you grew up? Uh, I wanted to be in a band. Of well, course. congratulations. Yeah. You did it. <laughs> yeah. Right? Uh, should marijuana be legal? Uh, yeah. All right. What's your perfect vacation spot? Uh, the woods. Cabin in the woods. Killer. There you go. Final one in the first ever uh, speed dating segment. If you could make one change in the world, what would it be? Ooh. That's a good one. I would, uh, like, can it be completely unrealistic? Yes. Yes. Like, would, like it could be, okay, uh, <laughs> it would never be cold ever again. There you go. All right. Okay. Nice. Interesting. So that was speed dating. That wasn't so bad, was it? Uh, no. No. The, the only problem right. is you didn't walk away with a date. That's the, that's really the only uh, poor outcome to the speed dating uh, segment here. So, um, yeah, that's all right. I could live without it. <laughs> all right. So, the second brand new segment that we are premiering with you today is called March Music Madness. So, here's how it goes um, We picked some broadly popular bands from the punk, pop punk, rock genres of the early 2000s, really around the time when Bayside hit the scene, signed with Victory and released its debut full length in 2004. So we created a bracket. And okay. and this is lengthy. I'm sorry. Um, we created a bracket and tried to align the bands as closely as possible. All you've got to do is pick the band that you like or jam the most, uh, whatever works for you, and the winners move on until we have a first-place band. You down with that? Yes. I will try to do this without – Talking badly about anybody. If you want if to, you we have to talk it. badly. Please uh, do. Oh, I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure you wouldn't mind. That, I, I, I have. Uh, I have uh, people I have to see. Yeah. I understand. It makes for good podcasting. Yeah. Um, all right. That's the thing. You know, social media gets you in a lot of trouble because you could be sitting in your bed, like just like kind of tweeting, and you say whatever you want to say, and then you wind up at a festival, yeah. and there they are, right? Like, or there you, they are. Yeah, I mean, sitting it, in front it works of you for Donald Trump. Like, I don't know oh, why it man. wouldn't work for anyone else. Just tweet whatever you want all the time. You've never – Yeah, uh... it happen, happens all the time. You wind up at some <laughs> festival, and You're some like, band oh, you dude, made fun just... of last month is, is sitting right there. They ever call you out on it? Oh, yeah. All uh, the time. Okay. Good for them. I've been looking for you. <laughs> All right, Anthony. So this is the first ever March Music Madness bracket with Anthony from Bayside. So uh, the first uh, the first competition here is Green Day. Hey, keep in mind, we're keeping broad so all the fans know the bands. Uh, we got Green Day versus Blink-182. Green Day. Excellent. Next, Brand New versus Taking Back Sunday. Taking Back Sunday. You toured with them at one point. I was thinking you would probably lean on 
TBS there. I actually my the, my second tour ever was I was I I did merch for brand new. Oh, when I was like seventeen. Okay, so that was that was a good one to ask then. That you know you you should know. I mean that's been a controversy in the scene since the beginning of of all time. Brand new versus TBS. So had to ask it. Um, all right, next up is the used or My Chemical Romance. My Chemical Romance. Interesting. Next, we have No Effects versus Less Than Jake. Oh, I love both of those guys. Uh, no Effects. And Less Than Jake, if they're listening, if they if they if they ever hear this, um, I love you guys. <laughs> um, we and, had Chris DeMakes uh, on that, a couple episodes and, ago. And they would have answered the same way. I guarantee it that anybody in Less Than Jake. You're, would have you're given probably the same right. Answer. You are probably right. I'll, I'll give you that. Um, yeah, we had Chris DeMakes on. I think it was episode 26 or 27. Uh, good conversation there. All right. Um, next up is Newfound Glory or Some 41. Newfound Glory. All right. Next. This has all been. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna comment here and say this has all been really easy for me because it's all, almost all the questions so far just happen to have been a band that I really like and a band that I never really got. Okay. Uh, and and I will admit that some of these bands trickled in that I knew, that you you it, or at least I assumed from reading certain things um, that you that you either toured with them or you liked them. So you know. And that's gonna make the no, next well, round interesting. No affection less than Jake. I like both bands. And brand new in TBS, I like both bands. All the other ones, like Green Day, I love, and Blink, I never really got. Never really did it for me. Okay, that's gonna make the next round interesting because it's gonna be all the bands that you like. Now we're gonna kind of you know narrow it down, weed out the ones yeah. you don't, and uh, move forward. So our next matchup is the early November or the starting line. Starting line. I'm with you on that. I love starting line. Um, we've got AFI or Census Fail. AFI. I had already started writing AFI. I knew you were going to go that route. <laughs> this is the last one for the first round. Brandon? Fallout, excuse me, Fallout Boy or Punchline? Punchline. Those are some good hometown Pittsburgh dudes there, Punchline. So. And we've narrowed this down to, what, the Elite Eight now. Yeah, I, well, I Bell Vernon, right? Bell Vernon, technically. I think, so. yeah, yeah. Well, if you're from Pittsburgh, if you're anywhere within like a two, like there's people from Youngstown, Ohio, that say they're from Pittsburgh. So, right. Well, <laughs> I mean, that is how deep my love for Pittsburgh goes. That, that you I know Bell. Bell. I know yeah. that's actually really impressive. Not only do I know Bell Vernon, I've been to Bell Vernon. Look at you. I'm impressed. Way to go, Anthony. Thank you. All right, so we're into the second round here. So we've got Green Day versus Taking Back Sunday. Uh. Green Day. Okay. Awesome. Uh, next, we have My Chemical Romance versus No Effects. Whew, no Effects. Newfound new Glory or The Starting Line? Newfound Glory. And lastly, AFI versus Punchline. Uh, punchline. All right. We're narrowing it down. We're almost at the end here. So, next up, round three, Green Day or No Effects? No Effects. Who Anthony will be playing with in Japan here in a couple of weeks. <laughs> yeah. uh, and lastly, we've got Newfound Glory or Punchline? 
Oh man, that's. Oh, that's I so knew hard. this line. was going to be tough, huh? You said punchline. Punch yeah. All right, brother. So we're down to the wire here. We've got in the final champion. This is the championship here. We've got no effects versus punchline. Who is going to be the winner of the very first March music madness with Anthony from Bayside punchline punchline. It is woo. Yeah. Streamers the the stipulation is, is the winner has to come on to the podcast. So punchline you're, uh, you're you're up next. (laughs) Awesome. Anthony, thank you for playing along. What'd you think? Was that okay for you? I like the brackets. The, the, the quick, the quick question thing is a little, eh, but the, the, the brackets, the brackets was fun. That was interesting. I've never done that one before. Good. Love the honesty. We do love the honesty. We greatly appreciate it. So, um, Anthony, thank you for joining us in those two brand new segments. Um, I can't believe it's been, I'm looking at my timer here. It's been 49 minutes that we've been chatting. I can't believe it. I feel like we're BFFs now. Um, before we sign off from this episode 37 with anthony from bayside uh anthony is there anything else you'd like to add or say uh to your amazing fans or anything that brandon and i maybe forgot to cover uh i don't think so you guys are professionals oh we are nowhere near that but we appreciate yeah what a compliment (laughs) thank you anthony yeah no i mean you guys really are i i I mean when you called me before we started recording and to, to like see if I was ready, you guys had like the radio voices already, even when in normal conversation, which I was really impressed by. Um, so thank your you. listeners should know that you're not putting on an act. That's how you guys talk. You thank guys you. talk like radio guys. Yeah. That was the best compliment we've ever gotten. Uh, we're 30, <laughs> I tried we're 37 not to talk episodes like a radio in. guy too. I, that always drives me nuts. Like, oh, welcome in 94.7. <laughs> You know, yeah, the I, wacky morning show. Yeah, guys. There's a dude in Cleveland named Mr. Classic, and I always talk with Angie about this. No matter what the song is, he's got some sort of, you know, some sort of thing for it. Like, here we go. We got Layla by Eric Clapton. Got you on your knees right here on 98.5, Mr. No, Classic. You guys have some pretty natural radio voices. Um, it, it's it's uh it's impressive. Thank you. We yeah, we thanks, greatly man. appreciate it. 37 episodes in, we got. Uh, pretty goddamn awesome compliment, Anthony from Bayside. Cool. I'm gonna point out. I'm gonna take a minute to point out also that punchline won the bracket challenge on your 37th episode. Dude, no doubt. Oh my god, you're right. Isn't that yeah. crazy? Yep, they were right. Holy they were shit. Right. That um, Brandon may not be as familiar with punchline, but they have an album. 37. What is it, Anthony? 37 everywhere. That's fucking a. You, we because could, they talk about how they how the number thirty seven comes up all the time. I couldn't have planned it. I I really could have tried to plan it. It would have never come close. No, to, to, fuck to no. Being like Had this. that been what <laughs> you thought was going to happen, there's no way Punchline would have won this. Uh, fucking awesome. I know. I'm going to text Steve as soon as we get off the phone to let him know. <laughs> Seriously, all, all yeah, tell him. Uh, Anthony, this was awesome. Hey, thank you so much for being with us on Spinning Thoughts Podcast. Make sure you hang out before we, uh, or once we end uh, the recording, hang out. We want to talk real quick. But good luck on the tour with Say Anything, Reggie and the Full Effect, Hot Rod Circuit, starting April 17th. You guys are going to be all over the place. Good luck, okay? Fuck yeah. Cool. Thanks, Thanks, man. Guys. Once again, we want to thank Anthony from Bayside for being with us here on the Spinning Thoughts Podcast. Brandon, I ask you every time, what you thinking, dude? Dude, how awesome to be able to speak to Anthony Ranieri from Bayside. Incredible. Uh, Be sure to check Bayside out on their co-headlining tour with Say Anything. Starts in April. 
Their latest album release is Vacancy. It dropped in August of 2016. They've got a lot coming at you here in 2017. While you're checking out Bayside, make sure you are checking out the Spinning Thoughts podcast on Twitter at Spin Thoughts Pod, Facebook, and SoundCloud. We really encourage you to subscribe to the podcast for free on iTunes, Google Play, and everywhere else. Our website is spinningthoughtspodcast.wordpress.com. Signing off from the Spinning Thoughts Podcast, this is Angelo. And this is Brandon. As always, we leave you from the Spinning Thoughts Podcast World Music Megaplex here at Evergreen Studios. Keep on rocking out with your peace out. Call it off or not, it's all the same to me.